Hi, this is Farah Osbeck. Welcome back to Military Law and Life Matters, the podcast that arms you with knowledge so you don't become a victim of injustice. And again, happy to be back again. Um, happy to today share a story with you. So I hope uh, you find it helpful. But the name of the podcast, if you read it, it's uh, the title is The Ends Don't Always Justify the Means. And this surely did apply to a case that I worked with with a veteran on. And I think you will agree, hopefully, when you listen to the, the whole story. But this is a story of an airman. He was a veteran from the discharge from the Air Force. He had served about three, over three years of a four-year commitment. Um, he was stationed, um, it was actually at one base where, it, where this all occurred. And he gave me permission to discuss this case, but I'm not going to course, reveal his name or give you a lot of very sensitive details that, you know, just to protect his privacy. But this is what happened to him. He called me in 2018, right? So four years ago and, you know, said he was trying to help get help with upgrading his discharge. Um, he had gotten a general discharge under honorable conditions for minor disciplinary infractions. When I asked him what for, he said he had two letters of reprimand in Article 15, and one was for being late to work. The second LOR was for not like showing up where he was supposed to be. And then the Article 15, the third misconduct was for minor, uh, for, you know, not completing some paperwork that he was supposed to complete. So when I heard that, I said, well, that sounds legally sufficient to me, so tell me more. So th this is what happened. Um, so let me tell the sequence of events in this case, because when you hear cases and you just look at, oh, okay, you got two LORs, Article 15, legally sufficient, don't you think you have a case? It's not always that clear. So you have to kind of dig a little bit more and find out the sequence of what happened and get more details. And you let the airman explain that to you, right? By either, you know, asking questions or let the person explain what happened. So he did get the two LORs, right? And, you know, he was still chugging along, trying to do well. He was actually also suffering from a somewhat of depression and was getting some mental health treatment for that. So that actually was tied a little bit to some of the misconduct in terms of being late for work. There was a nexus there. Um, and I mean, he is really a smart guy, um, you know, just having some problems adjusting there, but doing good work. He had some really good letters in terms of his customer service where he worked. He got letters actually from, uh, and senior NCOs that said he did a really good job. So, but there were some NCOs that were not really that happy with him. Um, especially when this happened. So after his two LORs, he actually, um, was you know, trying to pass his PT test, but it was having problems. And some of the senior NCOs, like a couple of them thought he was malingering. But when he went to the doctor, what they found out was he had really bad asthma. So he had an MEB and the Air Force was going to retire him medically with a 30% disability. Um, and, you know, so at that point he had the two LORs and then all of a sudden at three years and maybe two or three months, he was going to be medically retired. And when uh, one of the senior NCOs heard this, that person got kind of um, upset and he was actually hurt. Uh, that person, I, I don't recall if it was he or she, was heard saying, you know, this dirt bag, we can't let this dirt bag get a medical retirement when we had to serve like 20 years to get it. So someone heard him say that 
again, I keep saying him. I don't remember if it's a him or he, he or she, but, um, this was, was said by this senior NCO and, um, there's, you know, that that's like a little red flag there. Right. So what happened next? One of those NCOs then had a, uh, one of the senior NCOs had a NCO actually go through this airman's files to see if there was anything he was not doing correctly, like in terms of processing some paperwork and, you know, they dug through it and basically, you know, there were some things that were not done perfectly. So what they did was, okay, give me all that. And they basically looked for some type of offense, contrived an offense and gave this guy an article 15 to try to prevent him from getting his medical retirement. So they gave him an article 15 and now this poor guy, he's got an, he's got an MEB, uh, uh, medical retirement that would have occurred like momentarily. He would, is going to be medically retired, but they quickly contrived this offense. So they wouldn't quote unquote, let this dirt bag get a medical retirement after three years when we have to serve 20 years. That's what happened. Honest to goodness. So the guy got the article 15 and what happens in cases like that, if you've listened to my other podcast, you know, it's called a dual action. So when someone has a medical issue where they can perhaps be either medically separated or retired, and they also have misconduct where they can be separated for misconduct discharge, those two packages are packaged together, right? The medical and the misconduct discharge, and they all go to the staff personnel council or the personnel council, the secretary for your service. In this case, it was the air force. And when they got it, you know, they looked at it and they analyzed it. Okay. Did your medical issue cause the misconduct and asthma, you know, did not cause this misconduct he was charged with. So they, you know, based on the facts as they saw it correctly, probably determined that, okay, yeah, we're going to give him the discharge because his medical issue did not cause the misconduct. So I don't think they made a wrong call there because there was no nexus and they didn't know this, you know, all the facts in the case. So he was discharged in 2016. Again, I talked to him two years later in 2018 when all this came out and he explained everything to me. And, you know, again, when I did the timeline, I saw, wow, okay, this doesn't look good, but that's not all. The smoking gun for me really that I thought this like just really concretes his case in terms of showing this was such bad faith on the part of the senior NCO there, such bad faith because bad faith, because not only did he get an article 15, this contrived offense to look for some dirt to get this, you know, alleged dirt bag out of the air force with a misconduct discharge and non-medical retirement. When he got the article 15, normally in the air force, you you know, if you're kind of going along, if you get an article 15, if it's not the most serious, the commander wants to do progressive punishment. So you might get a suspended reduction in rank suspended, meaning, you know, it's suspended for six months. You're not going to lose your rank if you continue to do well for six months. And if you screw up, you're going to lose it, which is, you know, that's a great way to motivate someone to do well. Right. So that's like a typical punishment. If it's really bad, you know, they're going to take your rank. Um, generally if they're ready to discharge you, they're not going to do a suspension because they're, you know, not going to wait around six months, but that's if you have enough misconduct. Right. But that's, you know, that's usually it like a, a reduction. This guy for this contrived offense of some paperwork that allegedly was not done correctly, he was reduced to ranks, which is really unheard of. 
I've seen, you know, I, I was in the Air Force for 22 years, been around, seen lots of Article 15s. And I, you know, on a handful, maybe like four or five that I do I even recall, you know, from my memory of two ranks, not even like that's if it's two ranks, that means, well, we're going to court martial you. It, it's got to be pretty serious to give you a two rank reduction. When I saw that, actually, I had told I remember telling my client, you know what, this is going to help your case because this sh that's a smoking gun. They were so uh, irate that this guy was going to get a local retirement. They're like, we're going to look for an offense, give him the 15, hope he's discharged him, and we're going to reduce him to ranks on top of it to punish him. And, you know, if for God forbid he gets a medical retirement, at least he'll be the lowest rank he can be. That's, you know, that's me talking. No one said that, but that's so I, I just totally that two rank reduction was a smoking gun in his case, which I thought, you know what, they were stupid enough to do this. And this is going to help your case. I was convinced. So I willingly, he said he had a hard time, you know, no lawyer was willing to take his case. But when I saw that, I saw, wow, this is really unjust. Like that's a case of the ends don't justify the means. I mean, he had a medical retirement, was doing well. So I said, let's go to a board. Like we chose strategically to go to a discharge board. We waive the document review. Cause I said, we got to tell your story. We got to have you tell your story in person. At that point it was pre-COVID. So we went in person and I thought we had a slam dunk case. It, it was just a very clear case of injustice to me. He testified, you know, he was very professional. He was not a dirtbag, by the way. I mean, he was not, he was a very professional. He was really smart, trying to do his best again, having a little bit of difficulty and he was getting treatment for the depression that did cause some of, um, you know, the misconduct, but he was certainly no dirtbag and he didn't deserve to be treated like that with this article 15 with a two rank reduction, um, contrived just to get him out of the air force. So, um, anyway, going back, we went to the board, but to my surprise and I, he, he was, we, we didn't win the case. Like they did not grant his upgrade. And just to tell you, like in this case, it was another strategic move to, you know, we said, okay, cause we could have actually gone straight to the board for correction military records, but you don't get a chance to do a personal appearance there. And it was kind of a thought like, okay, let's go to the discharge review or show that your discharge was unjust to get it upgraded. And then maybe use that to go to the board for correction of military records for other avenues of relief, but they denied it. So they denied everything in this case. Again, very disappointed. I thought it was clear cut, but you know, I sometimes think it's possible a board might kind of look at the offenses and like, okay, he, you know, he had enough to get discharged. We're not going to upgrade it. They, they were not, in my opinion, so concerned of the ends don't justify the means and how this guy was like basically robbed of his medical retirement. They must not have. They must have just holistically said, oh, two LORs in Article 15, that's enough to get you discharged. So we're not going to upgrade it. Um, and, and just to let you know, at the Discharge Review Board, we had a witness that actually said, yeah, I was the one told to look for offenses here, to look for anything he didn't maybe do right. And we had senior NCOs that made, you know, I'm talking master sergeants, provided statements that we provided at the board that said, yeah, they were like so pissed off, basically pissed that this guy was going to get a medical retirement and said, we got to like get him out and get him discharged. So I had sentences, all, I mean, um, statements corroborating this, including the person who testified under sworn testimony with the Zoom um, 
you know, he didn't come in person. He was far away, but tell, saying that he was told to look for offenses specifically. And then, as I said, senior NCO was saying, you know, he was, you know, my client was a good guy. He was doing well. He had like great customer reviews, et cetera. And, uh, that, yeah, there were some people that were not happy about it. So bottom line, we lost the case and then it was like, okay, what do we do now? So I told my client like, yeah, you can appeal this to the BCMR. Now the BCMR, they don't only just upgrade discharges, right? They can grant retirement. So the next step was like, wait, this was unjust. I should have actually got an honorable, but you know what BCMR, you're able to actually grant me retirement. So the client and, and the client actually, I said, you know, you could just do this yourself. I'll like re review it for if you want, edit it. So he put the package together. And when you're doing a BCMR application, you, you know, you're, the crux of your argument is all in your DRB case. Generally, if you went to the DRB, because that's where, you know, we had all the statements, you know, the legal memorandum, the client statement, you have all that. So that was a huge portion of it, like attachment one, like DRB, plus the board is recorded. So they have a recording of the, the guy testifying about the contrived article 15. You have all that evidence. So it was a matter of, you know, the client, you know, wrote, you know, completed the DD-149 for the BCMR and then added some more. He actually got a, a statement or two in, in addition and just kind of uh, including some other, um, maybe pertinent information. But, you know, I said, why don't you just try to do this yourself? And he did, he wrote in and I like edited it for him and he submitted it to the BCMR. And basically this time it was like asking for retirement because from the BCMR, you can, they have the authority to do that. The BCM, the DRB does not. He submitted his application. You know, when you go to the BCMR, you get advisory opinions. So he got an advisory opinion and he responded to that. And I, you know, again, he did this on his own. I, you know, just kind of helped him edit things here and there. And, you know, he responded to that. And so 2018, I first met him in 2022. That's why I'm doing this now. About a month or two ago, he called emailed me and said he, he finally got his decision. It was worth the wait. It took a long time, but the reason it took a long time, I realize, is there was a lot of, it went to the BCMR and there was a lot of like different opinions there, et cetera. But in the end, it was worth the wait because the Board for Correction of Military Records for the Air Force saw through that, that it was a contrived offense. I'm pretty sure, you know, they didn't write that specifically, but they saw that the argument, the ends don't justify this mean. And they saw how this veteran, this airman was supposed to get a medical retirement and due to the actions, you know, by the, I think the bad behavior by some senior um, NCOs there, he was, his medical retirement was taken away for what they thought was good reason. So the Air Force, you know, they reversed it, not reversed it, but they basically granted him a medical retirement. So this veteran now, is going to get his back pay from 2016 of the medical retirement that he should have gotten back then. And he has a medical retirement now. So it just goes to show you that, you know, I, I don't know if it, there may be cases where the ends justify the means. I, I'm not going to say it's a black and white rule, but in general, it doesn't. And, you know, they basically, they said he was a dirtbag, but they're the ones who screw this guy. And they really didn't do the right thing. He was not a bad person. He was having some difficulties, but was doing really well. Like at the time they were trying to give him this 15, he did have a legitimate medical retirement. So I guess the point of the story is sometimes bad things happen. And if you can you know, articulate it and show them injustice occurred, 
you know, injustice. There was no legal error per se here, but there was injustice. Um, and, and frankly, you know, I don't blame, you know, this went through legal reviews. They're not going to know like that was 15 was contrived. You know, when you're at the legal office and reviewing an article 15 or a discharge, you don't know, you know, they come to you like, here's a package. They don't tell you, oh, we, by the way, we wanted to get them out. So we, you know, we've, I found someone, told someone to find this dirt on, you know, the legal office doesn't get that. So I'm, I'm going to like defend the legal, the lawyers in this process wouldn't have known. Like I worked at the legal office. I wouldn't have known this happened. I'm not going to cross-examine like, well, why'd you give him this 15? You're going to like, okay, yep. Two LORs, 15. So it's not always known. Like when it's being processed, you just assume the leadership's doing the right thing. If there's some, you know, red flag. Now I will say the two rank reduction might've like, raise some eyebrows, come to think of it. But, you know, who knows what they said? Yeah, he's a real dirt bag. He, you know, he deserves it. He doesn't, you know, I don't know that, that I would have thought was a little bit harsh, but again, you know, I, you know, if they don't know the whole story, they're not going to quite know why that happened. So anyway, as I, as I told my client, I loved, I said, that saved your case. The fact that they gave you two rank reduction, because it convinced me, like that was the thing that convinced me that they were out to get this guy. And then of course, when we got the witness statements from the senior NCO saying, you know, they wanted to get him out, they were like really angry that he was going to get him look a retirement, the, the NCO, he said, I was told to look for dirt on all of that. So, you know, you know, justice does happen and that's how it's supposed to happen. And I was really happy when he told me and uh, I told him, yeah, this, this is, I'm going to do a podcast on this. And he said, yeah. And just, just explain there's hope, you know, like the DRB, yeah, we lost that we couldn't convince them for whatever reason, but you could appeal to the BCMR and there's good people who look at these things and say, you know what, this is not right. So, he, after six years after being discharged in 2016, six years later, he got justice. It was worth sometimes, you know, the wheels of justice take long and they grind. But, you know, if you stick to it and you feel that you've got a good case, you know, don't give up. In this case, you know, he did it, the BCMR himself, so he didn't cost any money. And, uh, you know, if you have a lawyer, sometimes lawyers can do that for you. But, I was so happy to hear that because I really, you know, it was taking a while to get the final answer. So I would like check in, check in with him periodically. Like, yeah, you never got your answer. And when he came back and told me it was like such great, it just made my day. That's kind of why we do this stuff. Actually, you know, if you talk to lawyers who do any type of military law, it's like you live for the days that, you know, there's some justice to her, you know, occurs and you get a good result or your client gets a good result. So really happy for this client. He, he did get justice and he's really doing really well in his life. And, um, yeah. So, you know, I guess I'm going to end it with what I always say, you know, never, ever give up because there was always hope. And you saw this guy never gave up this former airman, this veteran, and he did get justice. So I hope, uh, you know, that made some sense to you. And I hope you agree that the ends don't always justify the means. Um, Oh, and la one last thing I want to tell you, I just thought of this. So last week on my podcast, I was actually saying, yeah, I don't know how to do these reviews. Someone asked me how to do it on iTunes, but it's really easy. So I had a listener email me because I said, hey, could so, and it was so nice of him because he sent me screenshots from the iTunes, um, from the iTunes actually where he did the review, but it's, it's so easy. I don't know why I couldn't figure that out. I had a mental block, but you just go to the iTunes app. 
It should come with your iPhone. If not download, it's like a purplish kind of little icon thing. And you, um, you go to that and then find the podcast you're trying to review. So if it's military law and life matters, you go to that and don't click on the, the podcast, the podcast is going to, um, come up. So you have to click on the name of it. So you go down and you click on the name, it's like a little purple, and then you click it on. And then it come, comes to all the unexpanded versions of the podcast. Um, unexpanded, you see all the, and you kind of just scroll down, you'll get to where it says ratings and review. And yeah, it shows the stars. So I always say do a five. So you have to click like the five, click the fives. <laughs> so I haven't tried clicking the click the fifth star. So the, all of them will be, um, highlighted and that's a five-star review. And then if you want to write one, you just click on see all there right by the ratings and review. And then you go down and there's a place. Um, let me just, I'm, I'm actually doing this right now to, to see. So you see all, and then it says write a review up top. So you click on write a review and you can write a review of the title and, and a review. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. So thank you for that listener who, who helped me out because I had a mental block. I felt like, geez, I don't know how, how come I can't do this? But I, I think I was, I wasn't even on the iTunes app probably. So anyway, that's my iTunes story. So yeah, if you want, you know, just go on the iTunes app. It's really easy. And if you're enjoying the podcast, give it a review because it'll, you know, more people that, you know, with more reviews or five-star reviews, more people will know about it and share, you know, just tell people about it that you think it might help. So anyway, that's my story of the ends don't justify the means. But, um, as I always say, never, ever give up because there's always hope. Talk to you next time. Take care.